Hey there, I'm James McKinnon. And I'm Dagobert Renouf. And you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows a journey of two indie hackers as we navigate the good, the bad and the ugly, attempting to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Dago runs Logology, a logo design product, and has a Twitter course called Dominate Twitter. I run a podcast editing service and a handmade leather wallet side project. Each week, you can tune in to see what progress we've made to achieve those dreams. In this episode, Dago has decided he is a Twitter rock star and tries to justify himself. Meanwhile, I've made huge progress paying off my debts, and there's even some positive leather news. Let's get into the episode. Talk to me, what have you been up to? So this week, and this is going to sound very cheesy, I started accepting that I'm kind of like a Twitter rock star now. I knew you would react this way, and this is perfectly normal reaction. Oh but let me explain, because, you know, there's some interesting thoughts behind it. So basically, I burned out, and that's mostly because I became addicted to Twitter and being on Twitter all the time. Because I'm scared that, like, if I stop doing Twitter, then I will stop growing, then everything will collapse. That scares me a lot. So because of that, I just, you know, spend on average, like, three or four hours a day on it. Yeah. And... That would be fine if I was only doing that, like I did for a while when I wanted to go really fast. But now that I also want to build Logology, the next version, I want to do other stuff, then it becomes too much for my system, especially since tweeting and all and engaging is pretty exhausting. But this is the kind of thing you need to do, especially at the beginning. You need to hustle, you know, to get your name out there, to get, you know, kind of like seen. So since this burnout, I experimented with going on Twitter less. And I was very scared to do this because it basically means I cannot reply to everyone anymore, which for me was like a big thing. And it's not just about Twitter strategy. It's also because I feel so grateful people talk to me. I feel grateful when people, you know, want to interact with me. So I feel like I have to reply to them all the time. And I never wanted to become one of these guys who have like lots of followers, but they don't interact with anybody. They're cold and they're like inaccessible. And I don't yeah. want to become that. But still, this week, I did less, and I noticed that, okay, <laughs> I see you laughing, but I noticed that it was still working. Like, I could get by with less. So last week, I tried no Twitter at all for one week. I mean, I'm still posting, but I'm not, I, I'm not like, engaging. But only one day where I do, like, one big day of, like, eight hours of Twitter. And that worked, so that was a good thing for me. And the second thing I did is this week is I'm only doing, like, 30 to 40 minutes per day, just in the evening when I have time and that worked as well and so basically what helped me the most is this week I printed a post here that I put in my you know office area and it says I'm a Twitter rock star now and it's I helping me own the fact that okay I need to not reply to everybody like when you have too many notifications you just can't I was literally spending up to five hours per day trying to reply to everyone and eventually okay. I had to be like, okay, I have hundreds of notifications per day. I go viral multiple times a week, which is all because I, ha I worked my ass off and I hustled my... No, that's true. That's true, dude. I know that's terrible to say. And that, but like, that's why I was stuck. I was stuck because I couldn't look at it and be like, I have a big Twitter account, successful, and I need to treat it this way. Because if I just treat it like, I'm just like small account Dago from two, two years ago 
yeah. then I'm going to end up spending five hours a day replying to everyone. So I have to kind of like take a step back and be like, okay, I don't want to be one of these assholes who doesn't reply to everyone, but I kind of have to if I don't want to you know, lose my health and my time and all that. So first of all, I 100% agree with your rationale. With the premise of I, my Twitter's now bigger. I can't reply to everyone, but just the way you've gone about it is just spectacular, Dago. The fact you've decided that you you've put a label on it that you're a Twitter rock star, and not only just like internalize that for yourself, printed it out and put it on your wall. Yeah. What a guy! You know what? Bravo, buddy. Um, can, can you put it on Swagology? That I don't know. <laughs> can, uh, can, I don't can, can you is, do me a one-off? I really want. I can. Can you send it to me at least? I want to see this. Okay, cool. I can send you a pic. Yeah, and dude. Then so next episode, you, you're going to look in my background, and I'm going to have <laughs> Im, imagine having a boss again. And then next to it, I'm a Twitter rock star. No, but you know, like the 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 thing I thought was interesting is that I don't see myself that way. I really don't, and so that's yeah. helpful for me to tell myself. Okay, if I believe that I'm that, I'm, I'm like this big account, then I need to adapt my schedule. And that's going to help me, you know, overcome this burnout that crept in over the last few months as my account, account kept growing. And so it's helpful to me. Well, I don't know. I like it. I think you should get a t-shirt as well that says I'm a Twitter rock star and then <laughs> walk around wearing you know, it. It's, it will be funny because like, it cannot possibly be interpreted on like serious. Like people will get yeah. that it's, you know, silly. So that could be fun. I, I found my Twitter recently. Well, yeah, for the last few years, it's been quite nice. It's been going up. And like every time I do a tweet that gets 100 plus likes, I get 50 to 100 followers. It's nice. But then recently, the first time this has ever happened, my followers have been going down every every day and i i'm signed up to dan rowden's illo and it sends me an email with like my followers and just in the preview text i get it says the, the first thing is minus how ever many followers and like it goes down like maybe one one day and then up for the next so that's fine but for the last few days it's been minus 10 minus 15 minus 20 i was like oh my goodness this is bad no, that happens. You know, that happened to me a few months ago. And that probably happens to me now, but I have a lot more positive. So, you know, I don't see it. But basically, it's usually bots. And it happened, especially like two, three months ago, where like I was losing 70 a day, knowing that I was also gaining 100. So that means I was yeah. losing like 170. So, yeah, that happens. It's nothing to worry about. It's more like, it, it's mostly like, showing that you stopped growing because you it's not compensated by you know positive followers yeah, new followers yeah i feel that exactly so I, i've sort of laid off twitter a little bit i i have twitter's been so useful for me even at my size and for you it's literally your business right now and you put so much effort into it but yeah. but i i'm getting a bit disconnected with it where I don't want that to be the case. I don't want to do all my business through Twitter. Like I'm grateful for it, but I'm thinking, yeah. what are the alternatives? Which is why I've been talking about building an email newsletter or building other marketing channels aside from Twitter. But I just well, you have your else. you have your different podcasts. Indie Bytes yeah. and this one are marketing channels. 
No, I do but agree in some you know, respects. I see, I see what you mean. And uh, I think that was one of the reasons of my burnout is that everything. So first of all, Lucy, my wife, and we're like building Logology together and all depends on me for getting sales right now. Mm. And all I do is Twitter. So basically, all depends on Twitter for getting a sales, getting my wife a salary, getting myself a salary. Like everything depends on it. So that's why it was so stressful. But also, I think what's interesting is, and I'm very happy about it, actually. I'm actually, you know, you know me, I always look at the positive. So I'm very happy I burned out because now I'm like, I can add a chapter to the course, how to grow without burning yeah. out. You know, I can explain how I do it now, you know, yeah, and what's the purpose and how you can like grow significantly. Like it, there was already something of like how to grow with 30 minutes a day, but now it will be specific to people who like have burnout or like, you know, have tendencies to get too excited or like, you know, get too stressed. So I think it, you need two things. Like you need like not have all your eggs on the same basket like I am right now or you with like mostly Twitter and also learn to manage burnout like learn to manage twitter in a way that you can do it every day keep growing and be active and be positive but without you know letting it drown you or anything yeah no that, that's cool did you do your extra you, you the extra bit of the course you're waiting for the algorithm update for uh no because i'm basically waiting to get my haircut <laughs> which is going to happen an hour from now and my hairdresser oh that's be, why yeah. you rescheduled yeah, that's for a haircut. Yeah, unbelievable. Because like my, I love the guy who cuts my hair. Because yeah. you know, I hate the the thing I hate most in life. One of the things is like going to a hair salon. Because you go there, and even if you have an appointment, at least here, if you if you have an appointment at eleven, you're gonna wait until twelve or something. Because like they're like messing up with somebody, like they're coloring or like it taking longer or whatever, and you have like just sit there and wait for no reason. And they don't even apologize because it's normal. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's the way it works. But this guy, he used to, he actually runs a salon, but he also has this crazy thing that you have to know by, like, the person who knows him. I got lucky to know about this. He's literally 50 meters away. He's, like, five doors next to me. And he does in his own place. And he's, he's, there's only you. So, like, I come in at 7 I'm like in the shampoo thing at seven and one, you know, and like, yeah. and it lasts one hour and it's just me and it's the best. And he's amazing. Like he works on like Paris fashion week and like it's super good. So it's like my dream hair thing, which I never thought I had because I always hated the experience of going to the hairdresser, but now I love it thanks to him. So yeah, yeah but, once my hair is done, basically I'm going to record next week. What do you think about the new Twitter API thing that is killing off all these indie tools and make them pay 42,000 to get access to the API. Ah, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm friends with lots of guys, you know, doing these mm. tools. So first thing I thought was like, shit, I'm going to have to update my course of like the co the tools recommendation. That was like very selfish, but no, I'm like, I talked to a few of them and basically, well, I would hate to be in their shoes. Like Im so I imagine fun, like, spending years building my startup and then one day you literally have to stop it like and, and i imagined like the worst scenario possible would be i started it like three years ago and i painfully grew to forty-two thousand monthly recurring revenue and then <laughs> elon musk says oh 
the API is 42,000 a month now instead of zero. And then it's like back to zero. That's like nightmare. So yeah, I even have a hard time talking about it because it sounds like it's, it's like an industry disappears. It's like something that's not supposed to happen. Like It's like if tomorrow you tell me uh, logos don't exist anymore. I'm fucked. Like, it's like, I don't even know how to feel because it's too shocking. Yeah, it's super damaging. And I, I've spoken to a few people who have built apps on top of other apps. So my friend Will runs Simple Poll, which is a simple poll software for Slack. And he built on top of Slack. And my friend Andy runs Data Fetcher. That is an API thing built on top of Airtable. And I asked both of them. Both of them have like built really solid businesses. And what's stopping Slack or Airtable just building your product in as a feature? And their answer essentially was they have a good relationship with Airtable and Slack, knowing that their apps add extra functionality that makes the product more sticky. Mm -hmm. And that's a really nice symbiotic relationship where there's people working to make a platform better and earning a living out of it. And all these apps around Twitter that all these indie developers are making make Twitter a better place. And for Elon or for Twitter to just put the prices up to to just wipe out that ecosystem, I just, it's incomprehensible. Oh, so I, I don't actually... I think you can explain it. I think it's not... Everybody likes to say that he's crazy and I think he's more like toxic than crazy <laughs> yeah well, like... obviously he needs to turn twitter profitable and he's made i think fair steps towards that but going from zero to 100 to forty-two thousand, like that doesn't seem rational so my explanation of it is and again like to me i separate it from like how awful it must be if you're building one of these apps and how it's terrible and i feel for them but like if i just look at like from an external perspective, TikTok doesn't have an API, you know, for most of the things Twitter offers in the API. Like most, uh, like Facebook, Insta, I mean, scheduling tweets, okay, but like analytics, usually can't get that with other tools. You know, all of these things that Twitter offers in the API isn't in most social media. So I'm like, it's just very bad because it's what, it's what made Twitter special, you know, in a way. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like stop to provide this is gonna necessarily hurt the platform. Like I totally understand how like it hurts this ecosystem. Like, but like long term, is it bad? Like, is it gonna prevent Twitter from like growing? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I really don't. I really don't think we can say that. Maybe, but you know, it's because like there's a battle between people thinking is Twitter more like Reddit or more like you know Facebook. And Reddit is more mm -hmm. open. You have tons of tools, tons of things like that. And you don't even need an account to access most of the content. But other social platforms, they are closed. You know, so it's more like Twitter is maybe, it's always been in between also. Like it's always yeah. been a weird platform like that. So I suppose it's I only know. adding I extra functionality for a smaller subset of power users that means that indie developers can build a nice business for themselves, but not necessarily That's, something yeah. a huge business can do. So it's not it's not worthwhile yeah. for them to do. Cool. We've got eight minutes before I've got to go, dude. What, what else you got this week? Oh, that was it. I'm waiting to hear from you now. <laughs> well, exciting today. 
I released the first episode of Indie Bites with the new sponsor, Email Octopus, and nice. They literally sent me the money the minute the episode went live. It was so cool. And as so soon as like I got the, that money, the, the like six months or three months thing, six months, so six thousand pound. Yeah. Wow. As soon as I got the money, whacked off two of my credit cards, and it felt amazing. In fact, I did three of them because one of them was quite small. Like literally episode live money in 10 minutes later paid off my credit cards and it felt so good so good dago wow. i can't explain Sounds like how it nice must it feel was. like you're getting lighter or something mm-hmm. you're like losing weight you know yeah. somehow yeah. i mean it, it was weird seeing that that money come into my bank account and then just go immediately but i'd sort of set up for the fact mentally that that was not my money and yeah, yeah it yeah. was the money to pay off the the debt so yeah that that was cool so first episode live happy days back to one a week so bringing down that intensity a little bit i've got this tendency at the moment dago where i'm front loading my weeks a bit too much (laughs) yeah Yeah. i was talking about this just before we started recording where monday tuesday wednesdays are just so intense with client edits and thursday fridays are a little bit lighter so i'm thinking if i can get this indie life and indie bites done in that thursday friday and schedule it well i'll get the episode of indie life out on friday then schedule indie bites for the week after then that should have a nice balanced week because what i found in those heavy client days monday tuesday wednesday i've like got no time to do indie bites or this indie life you know that's good if you manage to find the right balance because it's easy like because potentially you have all the time you need in the week to do everything but if you yeah. like don't like balance it properly you can burn out uh, like i mean low-key burn out after a few days and then you can't really get things done and then you mess up your week and then it's like feels like shit so well we we said last week that i was gonna as a step to try and help with the burnout was try and figure out how much work i actually have on every week so i wrote down all of my edits and it was kind of calming because i realized it wasn't as much as i felt it was and it's definitely manageable that that sort of calmed me down a bit but i definitely have it front loaded and so need to switch my work so (laughs) more of it is in those last two days where there's less pressure to get them out and it's less rushed yeah yeah you know that sounds good to me that sounds good if you're like and also it gives you like a goal every week of like okay by wednesday i've done all the client work and then i can just like do my personal projects which is going to be easier well Apart from that, I the wallets have been on the back burner, but I'm doing this quarterly thing. My my life has turned into quarters, and I've never done this before, and I kind of like <laughs> it. It's nice sort of sectioning your year into these four parts. And so I checked my quarterly income for the wallets, and it was two thousand one hundred pound, which I was absolutely nice. delighted with. When uh, I have when uh, I have a shitty month, I love to look at quarters. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's like, oh, it's a shitty month, but what about the quarter? Oh, not so bad, you know. So yeah, so that that's about seven hundred pound a month on the wallets, which is really nice. I said at the start of the year, my goal was to get a thousand pound a month minimum, and then build it up to ten k by the end of the year. But my priorities have just shifted where I'm just all in on trying to get the client work up so I have income. And and 10K is crazy ambitious. Yeah. So what what I did is I readjusted it and set my goal at £500 a month. And I've actually put that into my income spreadsheet. So like Mm. I'm I'm now expecting 500 as a minimum. So getting there is awesome. And you know the best thing? On April 1st, 
I hit the 500 for the month. You mean in the first day you got 500 On The first day uh, I got sales. a 500 pound order. One order. Well, One order. explain more. Okay. I'll tell you how this came about. I, I wanted to make a unique little wallet for myself and I wanted to make a minimalist bifold and... Uh, yeah, the uh, green like, thing, uh, the green and brown thing, the, 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 like the green thing. Yes, the green okay. thing. And so I, I, I sort of scoured leather. I was like, oh, yeah, I quite like that green. I want to see how it ages. And I'm going to make that for myself. It's going to be my own very special wallet. So I made it for myself, really enjoyed it, put a picture up on Twitter saying, look, it's my new wallet. What do you think? And within 10 minutes, someone had DM me saying, I really like that wallet. Can I buy it? And so quickly I was like, yeah, sure. I didn't have any more of this leather. So this was a one of a kind, one of one. And so I quickly put it up on the site. MVP, literally the pictures I took on Twitter went onto the Shopify site and yeah. he bought it straight away. Bam, £100 made, wallet's already there, shipped it the next day. And then from that tweet, my friend, Simon, I've known for a <laughs> while on Ramen Club, he sent me a message saying, I really like that brown and green one. Can you do a custom branded one for me? And I said, I can, but the minimum order is five wallets. And he was like, yeah, sure, that's great. So from that one tweet, I made £600 in wallets. And So your month is done. Damn. My month of wallets is done. Looks green. You can probably almost guarantee the quarter at the end of this month. You just need a, like 900 pounds more sales <laughs> yeah. and you have your quarter done which is the best feeling but like It'll why does he want five wallets i don't get it so he, he's custom branding them for his startup project so i gonna guess he's gonna send them out to customers members clients they're wow, nice that's and have really high quality swag yeah it's cool. it's super it's nice swag it's the nicest swag you can get so if anyone wants yeah. some super premium high quality swag you know who to call. In fact, you know who slid into my DMs? You wouldn't actually know him. Sean Puri from My First Million. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he slid into my DMs and he said, how about some no small boy stuff wallets? Which is like one of their freight tag, tag, tag lines okay. from the podcast. And I was like, yeah, sure, done. Here's some mock-ups. I've ordered the stamp. Let me know your address and I'll send them to you. And he didn't respond, so... Well, he's famous. One day he will... He's like me. He's like a Twitter He's monster. a Twitter rock star. <laughs> like one day. <laughs> but one day, one day he will reply when he has time. Yeah, okay. that's true. Oh, yeah. And then, and then <laughs> I, I tweeted that my friend Simon had bought these wallets. And then my other friend, James, James Brown, who actually kicked all this off with the Lenny stuff. He's bought six yeah. of my wallets before, Dago. Six wallets before. This guy he, has a lot of credit cards. <laughs> he, he wants to be in debt like me. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Well, he's called James, so you, know, you never yeah. know. And he said, I really like that green. Can I buy some more? Well, what did he say? He said something like, I, I don't know. Either way, he bought some more. So he's, yeah. his collection is now up to eight wallets he's bought in total of this lovely, lovely green leather. I was thinking the other day, because you know, you made a special wallet just for me which can accommodate the French ID card format, like the old one that I still have. And I was thinking the other day, this is the same format as a passport. This is the same size. So I was thinking, I've seen like big wallet brands like Bellroy do travel wallets, which can accommodate a passport. And I yeah. was just thinking, this could be one thing, you know, because there's this thing when you travel, it's like so inconvenient because you have to have your passport with you. 
So maybe this model you did for me, you could do something like that for like as a travel wallet. Yeah, interesting. Look, wait there. I made one. Um, this is my this is my personal one that I made probably wow. three years ago now. And this could be like 150 or something. It's like super yeah. premium, high-end yeah. product. It's lovely, but you know what? I, I take it abroad with me everywhere I go. I don't use it. I take the password out. <laughs> like I, I'll Why? keep this in my bag but because it's smaller. And I'd rather have a minimalist wallet and my passport where it's nice and thin. And this hmm. like slips into one pocket in my bag. And it's just awkward trying to get it out of the wallet and stuff. Oh, no. For, yeah, but like you never get it out. It's just like you need it in just in case. Kind of like your idea. I, yeah. I, at, at least for me, like I, w I would find it useful. But anyway, I would use my wallet with my passport in when I travel. We'll see. Cool. We'll see. Should we wrap up there? Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of This Indie Life. Hope you enjoyed the chat between myself and Dagger. If you've got any questions or feedback, feel free to send us a message on Twitter. Our handle is at Indie Life Pod. I'll pop a link in the show notes for you. And if you want to watch us instead of listening, a reminder that the pod is on YouTube. That's all from me. Stay indie. James out.